Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. This week is an episode we've wanted to do on the podcast for a long, long time. There's so much fear around cancer, I don't need to tell you that. But taking the fear out of it and getting the crucial information out there is something I really feel is important and I'm really passionate about. To help me do this, I'm delighted to be joined by Bernie Carter, Assistant Director of Nursing Services at Marie Keating Foundation. Bernie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Delighted to be here. This is a really important topic, isn't it? Yeah, there is absolutely. a lot of fear out there about cancer mm. and it's really important to chat about it, to dispel the myths and have a really good yeah. conversation, giving people all they need to know. Absolutely. I think uh, I'm 35 years in this area as a cancer nurse, being around the globe. We've come an awful long way. And really, you know, cancer, it's not what it used to be. We're getting better thanks to newer treatments, thanks to informational sessions like this today, thanks to research, etc. And I know today we're primarily going to talk about breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And as a breast cancer nurse specialist, somebody who had breast cancer at the age of 26. 26. We, yeah. <laughs> We have definitely come a long way and I'm here today to say that. So, yeah. So breast cancer, it is the most common cancer in women after non-melanoma cancer, non-melanoma skin cancer. Mm -hmm. But it is the most common cancer as well that women are surviving. So over 3,000 women, about 3,400 gets breast cancer in Ireland every year. Wow. Roughly about 750 women do die from breast cancer. And I think what's really important there then, more people are surviving breast cancer, but especially if we catch it in time. Early detection. And that's crucial. Yeah. yeah, that old stitch in time saves nine. And yeah. do men get breast cancer? Great question. Yes, men do. Roughly about 29 men in Ireland gets breast cancer every year and about six men die from breast cancer. When it comes to men, and we'll talk about risk factors for men and women, men can also be carriers of a gene called the breast cancer gene. We call it BRCA, so B-R-C-A, breast cancer gene. We all have it, BRCA1 and BRCA2. There's two of them. Okay. They're there to protect us from cancer. But these genes can become faulty. And now instead of protecting us from cancer, they can increase our risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancer. For men, especially with the faulty BRCA2, they can also get breast cancer, but they can be at risk of prostate cancer and then to a lesser degree, pancreatic and melanoma. So if a man or a woman, a mother or a father, have our carriers of a faulty BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, there's a 50% chance at least that one of their children or one of their siblings can have a faulty BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene. And, and can you test for that gene? Great question, yeah, because this leads us into risk factors. Yeah, I manage the BRCA services in the Marie Keating Foundation. We have loads of services for men and women with a faulty BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene. You have to be referred by your GP 
and you can be referred publicly or privately. Publicly, there's about a one-year wait list. Privately, a lot faster, you know, two-tier system. Generally, it's a blood test, but now they're also doing salivary tests. Oh, well. Wow. There okay. can be, you can be outsourced to an international body, and there's a few different companies that also will send a saliva test in the post. But in Marie Keating Foundation, we're more recommending that you do it in Ireland, where you get genetic counselling, psychological counselling, because it is hugely important. And I think, Carl, that would lead us nicely into talking about risk factors factors for breast cancer Great. because let's talk about BRCA so then we'll talk about the risks we can control and the risks we can't yeah, control so with, with anything there are controllable, controllable exactly. risks and uncontrollable yeah. risks yeah. so let's start with the uncontrollable exactly so the uncontrollable would be getting older. Mm -hmm. So breast cancer is more common as women go into the menopause. So it's more common over the age of 50. But we just talked about that faulty BRCA gene. If a woman or a woman we'll talk about here, if a person born female, we should say, is born with a faulty BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, their risk goes up from what would be in the general public about 11% risk of breast cancer. With a faulty BRCA1, it can go up to 70 to 80 to even higher percent getting breast cancer. With a faulty BRCA2, a little bit lower, more like 69 to 70%. But it very much depends on where the fault is on the BRCA gene and the family history. Family history is another risk factor, even without those faulty genes. Faulty genes would account for about 10% on average. But I wouldn't think that in all the women I have in my services, but roughly about 10%. So, and if you had a parent who, yeah. either male or female, who had breast cancer, you're more yeah. prevalent, presumably, to exactly. develop it. Yes. And that's the other risk, yes. even without that faulty gene. But if you have a mother, a sister, a daughter who've had breast cancer, I would be recommending getting referred for genetic testing, especially if the breast cancer occurred under the age of 50. And also, breast and prostate are linked. If there's breast and prostate cancer in one side of the family before the age of 50, there could be a faulty BRCA gene. So again, it's not just breast and people don't actually realize about the link. So and should you go for testing at any age? So say if your mother yeah. or father had either breast or prostate cancer yeah. or a sibling, yeah. should you then go at any age? Over the go? age of 18. 18. And generally they say by 25 because the risk starts to go up from 30. And it depends when and what age the family member got breast cancer. Okay. So say, for example, the mother got breast cancer at 30, then your risk is that and even less as a sibling or a, or a daughter mm -hmm. of the mother. So really, we would recommend if a person has been diagnosed with a faulty BRCA gene, that they talk to their GP. GP has a referral system where they refer into clinical genetics in Crumlin or St. James's Hospital, which are the two places that are publicly testing in Ireland. Privately, you're looking at the Matter, the Hermitage, Blackrock Clinic. And that way, then you are referred into the system and there's a whole family questionnaire. And do they come up as part of corporate screenings as well? Is that something that Sometimes they may, they if do. they go into the family history, they may... Yeah. They but again, we want to protect the individual. So I'd want to know in a corporate screening, is genetic counselling offered? Mm -hmm. Is psychological counselling yeah. offered before and after? So let's talk about the other risk because, okay, genetics, 10%. Family history without even genetics increases your risk. And some risks, as I say, we can't control. Having children later in life or having no children at all, later in life is after the age of 30. Still very young. <laughs> very young. Yeah. Yes, um, as a 41-year-old here. <laughs> exactly. Yes, very young. 
starting <laughs> as a woman starting your period before the age of 10 or going oh, into yeah. the menopause after the age of 55, the body is exposed to our female hormone estrogen for a longer period of time. And the majority of breast cancers are estrogen positive mm -hmm. because there's so many different types of breast cancer. We can't control that, okay? Having dense breasts, and dense breasts we'd see mostly in women under the un, who have, haven't gone into the menopause, but it can continue, where the breasts may be more fibrous and less fatty, that can increase your risk. But we so can't control that either. Breasts. Firmer breasts, but you can't judge it by the naked eye. It would more have to be picked up maybe by an MRI, not as much maybe by a mammogram. So it's not, and it's something we're learning more about as well. There's more research, but things we can control. Yes. So obesity is a big one. And as, especially as women go into the menopause, mm -hmm. because as women go into the menopause and their, their hormones are lowering or dropping or thin estrogen, the drop in estrogen can cause an increase of weight around the waistline. Mm -hmm. And where we have got an increase in fat around the waistline, the fat can produce estrogen. Yep. And that can increase the woman's risk of estrogen positive breast cancer. Inactivity, we all need to be more active. And we know that inactivity can increase the risk of many cancers but breast cancer as well alcohol is a huge one when it comes to breast cancer well, it is the most common cancer caused or linked to alcohol wow. just one glass of wine which is 100 mils of wine it's not a, a very big, small glass exactly yep, and yep. it depends on the per percentage of alcohol as well in that wine so one glass of wine per day increases a woman's risk by up to nine percent of getting breast cancer Roughly one in eight breast cancers in Ireland are linked to alcohol. Less is best, none is better again. But if we can even do less is best. Smoking as well yeah. is another one. And then I will be shot for this one, but hormone replacement therapy, a godsend for women. Contraception, Good. a godsend for women as well. Yeah. But with hormone replacement therapy, it's got safer, it's got better. We will not even mention where it came from long ago because it's actually quite amazing. If I did tell you, if you want to know, I'll tell you. Go for it. Pregnant mares urine. Oh, I've, I've come across this. That oh, was yeah, yeah, long okay. ago. Yeah. Not today. We've come a long way from there. We've come we a long have. way. It's more similar to our natural hormones. But combined HRT, where you've got estrogen and progesterone, think of it as double the trouble. Mm -hmm. There may be a slight increased risk of breast cancer. So chat to your GP. But again, we of all the manageable things we're chatting oh, about, yeah. it's, that's lower down the pecking it's order. It's lower, but it may be there, especially foods, if you, alcohol, smoking, those things, obesity, you know, those are the big activity, guys. Yeah. Exactly. So it is lower. So the, the ones, the, the HRT and the contraception may be there, but still like the risk is lower. Chat to your doctor. Will we talk about what to look out for, how to check yourself? You're amazing. <laughs> you're interviewing yourself. I love it. You're making my job very, very I'm easy. I'm passionate over here. about are, this. I'm many you're, years you're, doing this. So, so yeah. let's just recap for a minute though, yeah. because we, we've covered Love a lot to, of ground yeah. in a very short space. Yeah. Key thing we're saying is that men and women can get it. Absolutely. That's important. Mm -hmm. uh, early intervention is Absolutely. important. Family yeah. history is really important to look at. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a family history, go to your GP mm -hmm. and, and go through that system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What we can control, what we can't control. Lovely. We've looked at all of those. Yeah. And yeah. we're basically saying, like a lot of other things, moderation when it comes to health. Exactly. The alcohol thing is, you know, if you tell people never to drink again, oh, they'll switch off. I know so that. So that sense of moderation yeah. every now moderation. and then is, you know. Yeah. If we're 80, 20, good. If we're doing, you know, I think, Love and it. go to mariekeating.ie website. Loads of information, including a video to check your breast, show you how to check your breast. And what we want to do is take the fear out of cancer. Well, bring you people know. through that thing, because I was going to go down that, yeah. that in terms of... Checking your breast. Yes. So, 
it's looking and feeling. Yeah. So you want to look for changes and you're going to feel for changes. Yeah. But number one, know what's normal for you. Mm-hmm. We're all very different. Some are born with maybe one breast larger than the other, maybe one a little bit lower than the other. Know what's normal for you. If you're still having a period, you want to check about five to seven days after the period. Oh, yeah. okay. Because before or during the period, the breast can be kind, quite lumpy and quite sensitive. I was just you're if you're in, yep. If yep. you're in the menopause, check on your birthday check that date every month as long as you're not like leap year and and the end of February but choose a date every month do not be afraid it just takes five minutes so I would recommend as a mother of four not doing it in the bathroom if you have a lot of children and someone banging on the door you want to be relaxed turn on the music light a candle light uh, put the key on the door Get some moisturiser. If you do plan to do it in the shower or in the bath, use some moisturising cream on your breast. So the first thing I would say is look for changes. Stand in front of the mirror, hands on the waistline, no clothes from the waist up. Again, know what's normal for you and you're looking for any change. Does one breast look lower than the other? Does one breast look larger than the other? Can you see any areas of redness? Is there any what we would call orange peel that looks like the peel of an orange? Is there dimpling? Is there redness? Not every breast cancer is a lump. There is a type of inflammatory change in pigment, inflammation, change on the nipple. Marie Keating herself died from a type of breast cancer that's very curable and very, well, more curable than preventable, which is breast cancer of the nipple, Paget's disease. Is the nipple changing direction? Some women are born with the nipple inverted. Is it now changing direction? Is it starting to invert when it wasn't? Mm -hmm. Is there a rash around the nipple? So you're looking as well to see, do the veins on the breast stand out more than usual? So firstly, hands on the waist, then hands over the head, and lean forward. You've already scared and half our listenership. No, I, was right. I, I, I don't pi- want to scare I'm, anyone. Not, not with no. the content, actually, but yeah. purely because I think Irish people struggle with that idea of standing in front of a mirror naked. I think there, I think oh, there, are well, fr- I think there's a self-love piece that we have yeah. to kind of we, we we're, we're behind maybe Europe from that regard. That just standing in front of the mirror for people with their clothes off, it's a very challenging. Well, it is very challenging. It's a very challenging. challenging thing to do, you know. Yeah, but it's very important. Oh, it's crucial, absolutely. Because the most common cancer for women is breast. The most, the five-year survival rate from breast cancer has gone from roughly 40 to 50% when I set out Mm -hmm. and specialized in breast cancer for 10 years in Vancouver to now 88 to 100, if we catch it in time. So the key thing is... A little bit of self-love. Exactly. Put on some music, Embrace put on a candle, go for yeah. it. And whatever, however it. you look in the mirror, you look in the mirror. Exactly. And, yeah. and okay. any checking is better than no checking. And again, look at the video on our website as well. Get rid of that fear. So look for changes. Look under the armpit as well. And when we're going to check the breast, the breast extends from the breast itself, including the nipple, up to the collarbone and into the armpit. So in feeling for changes, so you look and you feel one hand over the head, you can lie on the bed, you can do it in the shower, just use a moisturizer of some sort because it can make the skin can be quite sore if you're rubbing on the skin. You want to cover the entire breast. So I would suggest starting on the nipple, using the paddings off the top of the fingers, Mm -hmm. press gently, press, do a little circle, do not lift the hand, slip along. And you can move in a clockwise or an anti-clockwise and cover the entire breast up to your collarbone, slip into the armpit where you can press a little bit harder. Do not panic. If you find something, nine 
out of 10 changes are normal. Mm -hmm. If it's that one out of 10 changes and we ignore it. So if you find something, don't panic. That's number one, okay? We also recommend squeezing the nipple and checking for any discharge. If you're after having a baby, most likely it's going to be discharge. But we still, especially if it's just in one breast and not in the other, if it's bloody or if it's new for you, please get it checked out, but don't panic. Could be an infection. It could be anything else. So again, look for changes. Feel for changes. It's all on our video on our website, mariekeating.ie. And we have wonderful new GP referral guidelines since 2021 in Ireland. Please pop off to your GP. Don't feel like you're wasting your time. Unfortunately, during COVID, we had less cancers diagnosed because we were afraid of getting COVID. Mm -hmm. We were told not to go to the GP or the hospital. And unfortunately, we're seeing more later stage cancers in the Marie Keating Foundation. We need to get back on track. So please do go to your GP. And the GP will reassure you because you may think, well, I don't know what I'm feeling here. The GP can do a self-check. If the GP feels something, the GP is concerned at all or sees something, because again, not every change is a lump, we have new fast track GP referral guidelines where you can be seen, referred into your local main hospital. We have eight centers of excellence. There's actually nine hospitals participating in breast specialty. So you'd be referred into a breast specialist. And in there, they would do what's called the triple assessment. Okay. You'd have an expert feel and check your breast. Then the second part would be maybe an MRI depending on your age, because mostly mammograms are for women beyond the age of 40. Mm -hmm. And so maybe an MRI and a mammogram, maybe an ultrasound. And the third check is to definitely find out what's going on here. If a lump is found or a change is found, will be a biopsy or a liquid aspiration. And that's sent off to the lab yeah. to see what's going on here. But please, really, I would say, take a deep breath if you find something. It may be here today and gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So check again tomorrow. But to be sure, to be sure, please go and get checked yeah. out. Nine out of 10 changes again are normal. But that but we that really regular, do that. regular routine, exactly. regular checking, pick a, the same day know each month. Know your body. And know, know yeah. your body. And yeah. also have a chat with your partner. Absolutely. Around Absolutely. This, this conversation as well and yeah. those symptoms. So look for get those symptoms. Get your partner to check. Yeah. You know, often we don't know what we're feeling. And I, I must say, like, I've done that myself. I get my partner to check because some people are lumpy breasts. Some yep. people have lumpy breasts even after the period or during the menopause and you don't know what you're feeling. And pain, breast pain, a lot of people would worry about that too. Most breast pain, we get breast pain for lots of yep. reasons. But if it's there and it's continuous and it's bothering you and it's been there, we would say for more than three weeks, just pop off. Just go get checked out. Bring us on the journey then. If that test comes back positive. Yeah. Then what? Then what's the journey for people from there in terms of? Presuming it depends yeah. obviously on the type of breast cancer. I would good, imagine. good thing there, Carl. Yeah. Because one thing I'd say: never compare your com breast cancer journey to somebody yes. else's. And uh, like all cancers, there's so many different types of breast cancer. Some and the majority, up to eighty percent, are what we call hormone positive, hormone positive ductal. So in the ducts where they carry the milk mm -hmm. in the breast. So that would be the most common. There could be ne hormone negative, where the hormones are not making the breast. There could be breast cancer of the nipple. There could be inflammatory. And also the treatment would depend on you as well as a person. What do you want? What underlying conditions do, ha do you have? So I'd be very careful about comparing journeys. Yeah. But now, thankfully, we've got a wonderful system in Ireland that if someone is diagnosed with any cancer, you have a multidisciplinary mm -hmm. team of experts. You'll have in there, you'll have the person who did the biopsy, the pathologist. You'll have the oncologist who's the person who, who if need be, will give 
give chemotherapy or other treatments because we have more than chemotherapy nowadays. You will also have maybe the radiation specialist who would deliver radiation. You have the breast specialist nurse. You may have the surgeon. So it's more also surgery now is more conservative than when I started off. If a lump is found and the lump or if the non-lump is found to be cancer, then it will be staged. S for size. S for spread. Has the cancer spread? So that would tell us that it is beyond what we would call a stage three. All cancers are staged between one and four. Breast cancer tends to be staged between zero and four. Zero, the cancer is what we call it's in situ. It hasn't moved out. It may be a pre-cancer. Then a stage one means it's very small. It's less than two, two centimeters. A stage two and three means that it's starting to go to the local nodes. And then a sta- and these are all curable. Zero to three are curable. Early stage breast cancers. Once it has gone to a stage four, it is now controllable and not curable because it has gone to another organ in the body. Okay, but we're doing much better as well with stage fours nowadays as well. Of course, ideally, the best treatment for any cancer is prevention. The next is early detection. Often cancer passes us out and we're doing all the right things and it has spread. But I will say as a breast cancer nurse, and we have and the Marie Keating several support groups for people going through cancer of any yeah, type. I was going to say that. So there is, yeah. you know, there is a huge, huge level of support, support. out there. Yeah. yeah. In Marie Keating, we have the positive living support group, free support groups. Positive living is for people who are living with cancer, which has spread. The other word for that is metastasized or it might be called secondary or advanced. People are living long newer treatments. I would have been the first immunotherapy nurse in Ireland. So it's not just chemotherapy anymore. We'll talk about treatments shortly. We also have the Survive and Thrive support group, which is for people who have survived cancer and breast cancer of any type coming out the other side and want to go back to life after cancer. And I manage and I'm passionate about our BRCA services. I have peer-to-peers, 10 ladies with BRCA1 or BRCA2 fault. We don't say mutation anymore. We say alteration. And they are there to support others on Mm -hmm. a voluntary basis. I have my online support groups. I have a bracket conference last Friday in April every year. Lots there to support you. Okay. So we're coming again. We'll go back and keep on track. Like you said, what happened? Mm -hmm. What happens when a person is diagnosed? So the team comes together. They look at the size and the spread, the stage. They look at the cell type. That's called the grade. And it can get very confusing. But they're really analyzing the actual cancer, the individual, the underlying condition. And the team comes together. Be reassured it's not one person deciding your treatment. And you, the individual, to be in there. As a cancer specialist nurse for more than 35 years, don't go it alone. Go in with somebody. If you haven't a family member, bring a loved one, bring a friend. Because I think when even now when people hear cancer, they forget everything else. They do, of course. Bring someone with a notebook and a piece of paper. Ask, can the meeting be recorded? You're within your rights to do that because you will not hear even the next appointment or what the treatment. Again, treatments have got better and better. If it's early stage, it means less treatments in general. And not everybody gets chemotherapy. You know, and people worry about side effects. Early stage might be just conservative conservative surgery, removal of a lump as opposed to in the entire Mm -hmm. breast. If you're fine to have a BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, risk-reducing surgeries mean that having both breasts removed greatly, up to 95%, reduce your risk of breast cancer. 
huge road to go down and we could do another one in yeah, bracket, yeah. one whole one in bracket. So if it has even gone into the nodes, most likely you will need more than that surgery. You may need radiation. The radiation may be first and then the surgery. Again, different for everybody. So you'll need multiple treatments if there's if it has gone beyond the cancer itself and gone into a node and if it has gone further. So and all it could be a combination of radiation, surgery, chemotherapy and the newer treatments. If it is hormone positive and it's growing with your female hormone, then you may be on hormone treatment for several mm -hmm. years. That doesn't mean the cancer is spread. It means we need to stop these hormones from causing the cancer to come back or causing the cancer to grow. So, and the option is there to have reconstruction after if you have to have the breast removed or if you're having both breasts removed. In October every year, the Marie Keating Foundation, myself included, we run what's called a BRADE, Breast Reconstruction Awareness Day. So we have experts come in and talk about having breasts removed. Yep. And we have women come in who are so amazing, who've had reconstruction, pop on a dressing gown, go into a private space and show others the reconstruction. So the key, there is the a key road. thing is that it's very individual for people. Very individual. But time and time again, over the course of yeah. the interview, we've come back to very you know similar things, which is early detection, early prevention, early, Absolutely. early, early, yeah. early, early. Uh, yeah. Control your controllables in terms exactly. of lifestyle, in terms of food, in terms of alcohol, in terms of movement and activity yeah. levels. Uh, and if you have a family history, do go get it checked. Remind yeah. me of the website again for people if they want to go there. One last thing they should do as well, if you're between the ages of 50 to 69, make sure you register for Breast Check, our national yes. screening program. Okay, so mariekeating.ie 0162837262 info at mariekeating.ie. We have what's called an Ask the Nurse service. If you would like to chat to somebody you're unsure, please do phone or email us. Go onto our website. Loads of supports there available. Also this month, and I think we're very proud of this, we're doing the 100K in 30 days for breast cancer. Get active. You know, Exercise is great, even if you're going through a cancer journey, but talk to your doctor. You know, help with side effects, help with treatment. Help psychologically. I wish we could put it into a tablet. Absolutely. Yeah. Bernie, one thing mm -hmm. they should do is get a podcast going and put you at the helm of that podcast because <laughs> you, you basically self-presented for the last 25 minutes. No free. You're absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much. Delighted Folks, that is here. it for another episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Do check the website out if you need to. You know where we are, at Carl Henry PT on Instagram, realhealth.independent.ie. And we're back next week for more Real Health. Slow and go full.